you went home and swiped a ball that was signed by Babe Ruth, and you brought it out here and actually played with it and actually played with it? Yeah! Are you one of those people that has to know how much the Babe Ruth ball is actually worth? I was going to bring it back, but it was signed by Babe Ruth! Yeah, you keep telling me that. Who is she? We'll keep it right here, because today is your lucky day. The Sultan of Clouds. King of Crash. The Colossus of Clouds. The Colossus of Clouds. It's time for Sports Collecting with Tom Morgan, sponsored by ERC Delivery and Huggins and Scott Auctions. The Great Bambino! Happy Saturday morning. I'm Tom Morgan with Vince Clemente of ERC Delivery, Bill Huggins of Huggins and Scott Auctions, and our producer Tyler Rocky. We're on every Saturday morning from 7 to 8 a.m. Central Time talking about collectibles the value of items now if you have something that you think might be valuable give us a call this week because uh, a couple of few weeks ago right before the playoffs started we all predicted the nba finals who would be in the finals tyler and i are the only ones with uh teams left that have a chance so i still have the Suns making it to the final, and Tyler has the Clippers, so the winner of that series wins the prize. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get if I win, I'm going to give the prize to a listener. So if you call the show 312 332 3776 today, and then next week also, because I will pick the winner at the end of next week's show, and then the winner will have to come in. And uh, to Triple Crown in Naperville and pick it up. Now, the prize, if I win, is a pack of contenders draft basketball and a Kobe Bryant second year tops card. Very nice. So, yes. Now, I'm also adding, let's say Tyler wins, then I'm going to give away a box of Sage autograph football. So, a listener Very will nice. win something where we'll do the pick at the end of next week's show. And if if both are available, if I win, I'll give the listener the choice. They can either have the pack and the Kobe card or the box of the... Cool. Now, the, the Sage autograph has 16 packs with an autograph in every pack. Oh, so very nice. Yeah. yeah it's a, so it's you, a didn't get my pick of, you didn't get my pick of Atlanta? I thought I sent that to you, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Hopefully, my the, actually the team I wanted to win was the Bucks, but I didn't want to jinx them. Yeah, right. right. I'm very superstitious because well, they I lost the, the most, first game. Yeah, so it's yeah, uh, but they killed Atlanta last yeah, night. For sure, absolutely yep. blew them out. Now I want, I have the most valuable items in with Giannis of all the playoff teams left. I have some good Trey Young stuff too. But uh, just from a, a, a personal standpoint, <laughs> yeah, I'm looking for honest, the yep, for Now, sure. I predicted last week, Vince, you were at that golf outing. Yep. I predicted on the air that you were almost going to get a <laughs> hole-in-one. That means you were okay. going to get one birdie, just miss a hole-in-one, two pars, but limp in with a 103. So how close was Well, that? you were kind of close. I have two pars on the day. And okay. then I did. Um, I didn't get a hole in one, but uh, ERC sponsored a hole, a hole in one contest, and uh, actually Gary Sheffield got a hole in one. 
Oh, it was so really somebody cool. did get one. Yeah. yeah, it was an amazing day with with Bo Jackson's Give Me a Chance Foundation and the Kids Golf Foundation together in a charity event. All proceeds go to disadvantaged youth. It was a phenomenal time. In our foursome, we had Willie Galt. So Willie Galt stole Bo Jackson's wallet before the golf outing starts, <laughs> hid it in his bag. He fooled around with his weights on his driver, so his driver was going every which way, and Bo Jackson kept trying to chase down Willie Galt, and you know, <laughs> Willie's still pretty fast, so yeah. it was a great time. Everybody was a gentleman. Jermaine oh. Dye was there, and yeah. Sterling Sharp was in the foursome behind us, so we really had a great, great time for a great cause. And they have a picture of you on their on their. Yeah, uh, for the back, back tw- of you, high five it again. Yeah, back in 2016, I was a mentor for uh, uh, the at-risk youth, and uh, he he hit like a 300-yard drive, and he comes off the tee, and I everybody was so happy. He just cranked it, so I gave him a high five on the tee box, and right when I did that, the photographer following us around took a picture, and it's such a great picture. You see his smile, and my back's to the camera, but. That that picture symbolizes what the charity you know foundation is all about, and so yeah, they use great. it on their pamphlets, on their websites, <laughs> and so it was really a great day. Very good. It sounds like it. Yeah. It was so a lot you of didn't fun. get close to a hole. In no, one. no. But it was great to, to golf with <laughs> Willie Galt and meet everybody. It was just fantastic. Very good. Yep. Sounds awesome. Sorry, okay. I missed though. But <clears throat> yeah, you'll be a more of a regular on the show for sure. Again. Yeah, okay. Very if you'll have me. <laughs> yes, that's what it all boils down to. That's right. All right. Now, um, yesterday I had an interesting item came in from a listener. As he, his whole family came in. First, a, a, a younger guy comes in and said he listens to the show. And I said, oh, what are you, you're up early on Saturdays. He goes, oh, yeah, I just uh, listen to the show. And then I think his siblings came in and his mom and then the dad comes in. I, <laughs> I think cool. they maybe all listened to the show, actually. Awesome. But his dad had a ball that's an old ball, clearly a very old ball. The The seams look real good, but it's – and it clearly was signed some from peop, some people. The story through their family since they had it was that it was a Babe Ruth home run ball. Really? And that a bunch of people on the Yankees, a bunch of the players, signed the ball. So I couldn't make them out. I sent the pictures in, and uh, Matt from Huggins and Scott said, and this is what I was thinking, if you can't see it, his gut says that, like, the Babe Ruth autograph isn't there. There's no way they can authenticate whether it was a home run ball. You can't even see the stampings on the ball. Oh, really? Uh... My question would be, could somebody like a JSA with their, the, when they blow things up and with their lights, would they be able to make more out than I could tell? But I have a magnifier here and I, I really couldn't tell. Chances are it would be a waste of money and they wouldn't be able to do it, but they might want to yeah. try it. Like yep. Bill Huggins, wouldn't you think if he went to the national with that ball and went to PSA DNA or JSA and showed it to him? They could at least say, well, this is worth a shot. We'll give it. Or they'd be like, there's no way we're going to be able to see anything on this ball. Well, I'll tell you, Tom, I mean, that's, I, I don't know what type of a machine this that JSA has, and I'm not even sure that PSA has one as well. But I know we've given balls to JSA that you can't hardly read anything. And sometimes they'll even put the picture on the letter of the enhanced 
picture that this machine shows, and oh, huh. you can read you you can read every letter, you know. Yeah. Oh. But it's sort well, of they, in in kind of a faded out black and white because it's kind of like a oh some you know a, a camera version rather than a live version. Well, I I don't know. If, did you happen to see the pictures that I sent yesterday? I did. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, it, it it you need to we need to put it under that that machine. I'm not sure if they take that machine to the national. Well, would you? I mean, if they're willing to have me send it in, would you be willing to send it? And with oh, them knowing that there up. would be a a charge, yeah, we would we would take it up there to JSA on our next trip, and they would put yeah. it in the machine, and they can tell you, you know, at least way better than a naked eye or a magnifying glass can, as yeah. far as what yeah. what they can read on it. Well, they might want to do that now. Any idea what their charge would be if JSA just says, you know, we can't make out anything. We're going to have to, and you're going to have to send it back to them. Then you can't auction. There, there it. would, there would be, there would be no charge for that. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, that would be good then. So, well, I'm sure awesome. they're listening. So right now they're all high five each other. And go, yeah, let's <laughs> yeah, send it in. Yes, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Although I, just, awesome. I mean, even if they can see something, I, I don't know if, I mean. If somebody actually would wrote have, would have written on there, or Babe Ruth would have written on there, my 493rd home run, or whatever, something like that, and they could determine that that was in Babe Ruth's hand. Oh. now we're talking a whole different animal, you yeah. know? Yeah, so. that that would be that would be big money. Then that would be an yeah. awesome thing. I mean, I saw nothing. I saw there was one name. I forget what it was that I could make out, you know, a first and last name. And I don't even remember what it was or we're not even, to be honest with you, it's not even a hundred percent sure it was even from that era, but it looks like right, it could right. be. But I mean, you couldn't even make out stampings on the ball. You know what I is mean? There, they, is there any ball that exists that Babe Ruth signed and inscribed of this was my hundredth homer? I mean, is there any ball that exists out there, Bill, Tom? I got you know, Vince. I I don't know that I remember seeing one think, like that. I think um, I, there, I have, there have seen, been, yeah. You know, a lot of other more recent people have have done that. Frank Thomas, A. Rod, guys like that. They they've noted certain balls or or certain bats or, or yeah. gloves. I think I saw like one that. maybe fifteen years or so ago in an auction. It was an old ball, and it was written on. Like my 18th homer or something really? like wow. that. Yeah, that was a long time ago. I think they're, and and I don't yeah, have no idea yeah. what it. It was at some auction house. I don't remember what it did or you know who knows, but I'm pretty sure I did see yeah, one of that's those. That's cool. That's yeah, cool. it's it, and you know the possibility is so neat. I mean, to me, it would be worth it to send in and and just find out if they could tell anything. So that would be neat. Uh, but we'll see what happens then. I, I you know, would imagine they will they will probably come in with it and then we'll follow up. I would have a tough time not playing catch with that ball. Like if I had it in my yeah, possession, yeah. just you know, grab a couple of bits with a buddy and just or at least play throw catch it up for in the, the heck of it. That's of right. times, you know? <laughs> What's that going to hurt, you know? Yeah, that's true. Now there's a lot of items. Okay, now the number here is 312-332-3776. Anybody who calls or tweets an item to my attention this week and next week, we'll get in a drawing, and we'll do the drawing at the end of next week's show, and we're just going to read off either your Twitter name, if it's a Twitter thing, or whoever the winner is, or name and city, and maybe Tyler could get the phone number, too, 
if people call in, and then we'll announce the winner. And you're going to have one prize or another. It'll it'll either be a box of Sage Autograph football, or it'll be your choice of one of the two prizes. After, I'm, I'm not even going to trash talk on this because <laughs> anytime I ever trash talk about anything, my team ends up flopping. You know, like if, it, it, it's just amazing how. I'm very superstitious, by the way. If you Say, <laughs> same thing with my golf. As soon as I brought it up on the air yes. and started to believe in my own <laughs> yes. news, I'm down to like 17. In fact, yeah. I think you surpassed me last week. Or, well, or I, right now you're. I had a second. I'm really close to you if I'm yeah. having passed you. And then uh, horrible. this week, <laughs> one of, I saw you picked one of my least favorite all time golfers, Zach Johnson. Johnson. I'm like, he did, uh, he, you know, he was looking like he wasn't even going to make the cut, but he finished yeah. strong. So he's got a chance. He's, only he's five four back. Yeah, four or five yeah. back. So and we'll I'm, see. I, I have Bubba, who's I think one back now. Jason Did you see him Dang break his driver? Did you see Bubba? his? He broke his driver oh, mid swing. No. Like as soon as he hit the ball, it broke. But he still nailed oh, it, like really? over three hundred yards, dead that. center. Yeah, it was on uh, Sports Center this morning. Yeah, oh, he showed a wow. highlight on it. It's pretty cool I didn't see that. Yeah. I thought you, he's, he broke it in anger. I'm like, oh great, he's <laughs> losing it already. <laughs> <laughs> it's certainly possible. <laughs> well, here's one uh, a tweet that's an interesting item, or uh, it's an inst- interesting question. So we'll put Mr. Umpire in the drawing here from Twitter. Okay, he said. What's the best venue for selling or donating old pro jerseys and memorabilia? I have my late brother's memorabilia. Sounds like a White Sox bowling ball <laughs> is one thing. <laughs> and unsure what to do with it. I-, I suggested he try his favorite charity, see if they're interested. But if there's any charities that are out there that are taking in sports memorabilia for a sports auction or something, you know, where they're doing a, a memorabilia auction for charity, call into the show or tweet or something in, in the next couple of weeks and, and let us know because we'll let them know, you know, maybe that is an idea for uh, who he could contact on that. And now here's uh, Rick is on the line with a card question. Rick, where are you from? Hi. Good morning. Hi. Great show. I like listening to it on Saturday morning. Well, great. My question is, is in regard to buying baseball cards, like a box of uh, 2021, uh, it seems like the only place like for me is you have to go to a card shop or uh, to a Target or maybe a Walmart, which many of them don't have them. Are, there, are your prices in a card shop, are they a lot more or are they similar to... Well, here's what, here's what I do in my card shop. I don't carry retail products unless I get them from a distributor and I can price them what the retail is supposed to be, not what. And, and here's something that you need to know. The market went crazy for a while, but it's really settling down now. A lot of, the, yes. a lot of products are getting much closer to what they're, they were suggested to be rather than 10 times or 15 times what they're suggested to be. So, you know, you can look on the in stock page of my website, tcrowntom.com, and look at the items that are in there. Those are all hobby items, but give me a buzz sometime. Ask what uh, I have. Like, let's say you see an, a box that you want and ask me what the price is and I can hold. What I do, since I'm only open 10 to 2 Monday through Saturday, 
I'll hold boxes for people. I always have a bunch of stuff on hold for people. And I give them, like, if you call me on Wednesday, you can have till Saturday at 1 o'clock to pick it up. And then I move it on to somebody else if you if you decide not to get it or can't make it. But I've got some oh. good prices on stuff. Thank you. And I guess the only places really for retail are like a Walmart or Target or... Yeah, Are typically they... if you want to get them at what the original retail is, and I think some of that stuff's going to start showing back up there again because I think there's, there's a few things that have happened. PSA stopped taking in inexpensive cards for grading. It's $300 or more for at least Whoa. a while longer. They had to clear out their, their and, and I guess BGS did a similar type thing. It's real expensive and real clogged for getting cards graded. So flippers can't do a quick grade on anything unless it's really expensive. And more people are getting back to work, which means more pe- less people are online working and less people are then available to do the online breaks. Online breakers were buying up a lot of the products that card stores could restock with at reasonable prices. It all seems oh. like it's heading in the right direction now where prices, even right now, I have more stuff available than even two weeks ago, and the prices are pretty good. So it's getting there anyway. All right. Thank you so much. You know, and uh, Rick, what town are you show. from? It, what? what? What town are you from, Rick? I'm from a town called Hinkley. Hinkley. It's I about, guess, sure. I'm very familiar. It's west of Aurora. I'm, I'm very familiar, so I'll put you in for the drawing. Hey, right. thanks, man. Have a great very day. Very good. Okay. See you later. All right. So... Yeah, it's 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 really been uh, kind of crazy what's been going on with with the pricing of price through COVID. But single, it seems to me that the peak on even some of the big time single cards and box prices was end of February, early March, and now things are still stabilizing a little bit they're, more. They're much sta- more stabilized, and they're still like a lot of the singles are doing much better than they were three years ago. But they're they've come down some from the peak at that time. Are you noticing similar type things where you guys are, Bill Huggins? Oh yeah, definitely. They're, uh, you know, the, the people that used to come in and sell Brian, some of the retail stuff that that's almost come to a, a halt because I think the, the targets and Walmarts have pulled most of the product. They were tired of the fights and everything over it. Yeah, yeah. right. I mean, and literally, people were fighting over things that three years ago was considered uh, just like low rent stuff. Like if yeah. I would ever yeah. have that stuff in here, it basically sat there. Nobody really wanted it, you know. When the hobby stuff is so much better. Yeah, the 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 effects of a pandemic, the effects of a pandemic in every industry, you know, and more people being home and going through their stuff and all that. Yeah. So, but it's definitely settling down some, so it's good. Uh, Okay. Now here's some neat stuff in for the summer Huggins and Scott auction. Here's some of the PSA graded stuff that's in. I sent in for a guy, a, a Michael Jordan, 1997 Metal Universe Titanium insert. and, and Oh, those are nice. Bill Huggins, those guys got it graded. It got a PSA 9, so it's got Very a $1,200 nice. minimum bid on that one. There's many different grades of the 86 Fleer Michael Jordan rookie number 57 going from 
PSA four up to PSA nine, just about every wow. grade in there. So you got your choice there. A Gordy Howe Parkhurst rookie. You don't see those very often. PSA two point five, a twelve hundred minimum bid. There's more than one PSA eight. 1979 Topps Gretzky rookie number 18, $2,500 minimum bid on those. And then there's a PSA 8 Bird Magic rookie card with a $1,500 minimum bid. So good stuff. Those are just some of the things in there. We're already coming up to the time now for the first break. So after the break, we'll have uh, John Drummond and Nancy Huggins will be joining us for Which Ended Higher. Vince is back for which yes. ended higher. <laughs> and then on the last segment, uh, more items if you want to call in after that segment with any questions or if you want to tweet pictures to me, go ahead. And now hang in there. We'll be right back. Now back to Sports Collecting with Tom Morgan. Sponsored by ERCDelivery.com and Huggins and Scott Auctions on ESPN 1000 and ESPNChicago.com. I'm Tom Morgan with Vince Pomeni of ERC Delivery, Bill Huggins of Huggins and Scott Auctions, our producer Tyler Aki, and right now we're getting ready for this week's episode of Which Ended Higher, so we'll be joined by the first place leader, Nancy Huggins, and also... Oh oh boy, here we go, she's back! Nancy Huggins is back! And also... The Chicago Journalism Hall of Famer, John Bulldog Drummond. So, John Drummond, can you, if you can tune out that Nancy Huggins, can you have a story <laughs> for us? <laughs> well, that's, that's tough opposition, but right now I want to welcome Vince back to the show. I'm on bad paper with a lot of people because they're asking, who's going to win the Open? <laughs> I got inside information. There's a guy I know. You catch him on this, in, this, in the show at 720 every Saturday morning. That's Vince. And then on top of it, he was able those two weeks. And so oh, no. Information. So don't worry about it. He'll be back, and he'll give you the who wins the British Open. <laughs> there you go. Next month, and Ben Vince has got to cut the mustard for me on that one. I'm sure that he will. I appreciate the, way, the confidence. Thank the you. The thing is admit, but I didn't have any money on it, so that didn't do me any good. Yeah, let's John go. Drummond did predict yes. Rom last that's week right, on the show. I didn't have to do But let's go back. Let's talk about <laughs> the topic of the day. And right now, the Bears are sort of a hot item again, even in mid summer and uh, talking about going to Arlington Park racetrack and buying that property but uh, people forget and I was there in 1970 the Bears played a regular season game at Dykes what was then called Dykes Stadium in Evanston and played the Philadelphia Eagles and by the way the Bears won incidentally in that game but George Hallis was obviously looking for for the for Evanston as a proper site for the Bears this was the last year that they uh, the Bears were going to be playing at Wrigley Field. He could get more seats up there. At that time, uh, Wrigley, as, as you were, uh, Ike Stadium seated about 55,000 with the bleachers in there, and there'd be room to double-deck it if they really had to be serious about it. Close to public transportation, the Metro was two blocks away. The CTA was uh, was about four blocks away. Yes, I know that down at uh, Addison, the, the L is even quicker, but they had both there at Dyke. And he was very serious about it. But what happened, what really put the kibosh on it, was the fact that the residents in the north part of Evanston and south part of Wilmette were raising cane that they did not want, as they told their city fathers, they did not want a pro football team there disturbing their Sundays. 
And so what the bottom line was they had to back off on it. Plus, another factor against it was Evanston was dry at that time. You could not sell beer and any alcoholic beverages there. That was an issue that could have been resolved. Now, also, the Big Ten got in the act later on and it said you cannot play a pro game there. But the Big Ten speaks often with forked tongue. As you know, last summer they said they were not going to be – there was not going to be any season because of the pandemic. When the Big Five conferences started to schedule games, they folded like a tent. They're the same conference that said we'll never have Friday night football competing with the high schools. <laughs> well, they got Michigan, Michigan State, Northwestern this Friday, uh, this Friday in August, starting the season, and so on and so forth. The same conferences also said that, that we could have one game team and a, and, a, and a bowl game. That was the Rose Bowl. That was it. Well, now you got six or seven, but I could go on forever. And incidentally, also they had no problem letting the Minnesota Vikings use the University of Minnesota Stadium when there was when the new Viking Stadium was being built. So don't take that serious. What really put the kibosh on it was the fact that the residents were raising too much gain here. That was a big issue. And so that that's what happened at the end of that. And by the way, Daly, of course, I was covering Mayor Daly sometimes. I remember at a news conference out you know, they may move to Arlington Heights, they cannot be called the Chicago they call the Chicago Bears. That's no possible. Well that of course is not true. You saw what happened when the New York <laughs> Giants moved over to Jersey. They're yeah. still the New York Giants. What about the San Francisco 49ers? They were playing at uh, Keysar Stadium, then at Candlestick Park. They've moved out to Santa Clara right now. And what do they call them? The San Francisco 49ers. The Dallas Cowboys don't play in Dallas, by the way. They play in the suburb. They're still the Dallas Cowboys. The Detroit Lions, remember, at one time were playing their games at home games at the, at the Silver Dome in Pontiac. But they were still the Detroit Lions. So if they did move, they could, they'll keep that name. Don't worry about that. If that happens... There's still a lease, of course. There's a lease to, I think, to 33 on that. But that leases are like other things, uh, promises to be, like pie crust made to be broken. As well as that. So, that's, <laughs> that, so that, does, that doesn't cut a lot of mustard. But there you are. So the Bears, uh, the, the, going back to about Arlington Heights, they did try to get to Evanston, but that didn't work out. And I think Hallis was very, very serious about it. That was a league game and not an exhibition game. And he tested the waters and he liked it. But that's water over the dam now, and we'll see what happens. So that's our topic for the day. All right, guys, go ahead Good and background fire away. on that. That 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 was very interesting. All right, and now it's time yep. for which ended higher. Here's the total so far. Vince has two. The Tyler Eric combo and John Drummond each have five, and Nancy Huggins is still holding on strongly to the lead with seven. So we've got five items here now. Vince, let me make sure. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, we got five. Do you want to leave them all in, or do you want to pick a number? For you know, one let's to take out? let's get rid of number one. Number one is a Michael Jordan period signed May 9th, nineteen ninety playoff game ticket stub. So Ooh. that's a pretty neat item. Nice. Two thousand dollars was the high bid on that one. And that might have tripped some people up because it would have been a close second. So that's a hint for everybody. That that would have been a close (laughs) second. All right. Now here's the items. First item, 1985 NBA All-Star Saturday, full ticket from Jordan's first slam dunk contest. Next item, Jackie Robinson, single-signed, 1971 American Airlines Golf Classic ticket. Next item, 1901 Chicago White Stockings at Boston Americans scored scorecard. 
Cy Young had a complete game win in that. Now, here's here's a record. There's a lot of records that people say, I don't think that'll ever be broken. And, and some of them probably won't. They might, but they might be. 511 wins by Cy Young. I don't see that that's one. That's nearly untouchable. Ever, yeah. ever getting broken. So that, that's for one sure. that I think is going to. Now, okay, Vince, for you, since yeah. you've missed so much, extra point. Who's second on the all-time pitcher win list? Um, would that be um, Walter Johnson? Yes, that's <laughs> it. That's it. He got it. All He's right. the only yeah, other yeah, guy with over four hundred. Yeah. Just for the record, I got that too. I just yeah, I said it. Isn't that piling on, Nancy? That is piling on. Yeah. That will be duly noted, but Vince is the only one who gets the point. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. I appreciate it. Uh, okay. Now, the last item, and hopefully I didn't throw anybody off with any of this, or maybe I hope I did. Okay, next item, and last item. A 1935 World Series lot of nine items. This was the Tigers beat the Cubs in this World Series. There are five ticket stubs, two programs slash scorecards, and two mini pennants in that lot from the 1935 World Series. So we got the 1985 NBA All-Star Saturday full ticket, MJ's first slam dunk contest, Jackie Robinson's single sign 1971 American Airlines Golf Classic ticket, which we have mentioned on the show before in case anybody's <laughs> been listening. We have the uh, 1901 Chicago White Stockings <laughs> at Boston American, American scored scorecard, Cy Young complete game win in that game and the 1935 World Series lot of nine items. So, Vince, which one ended up? So, I think this is tough, but I'm going to just go with what I would probably pay the most for, personally, for me to have, and that that would absolutely 100% be the Jackie Robinson auto. So, I'm going with that. Vince is taking the Jackie Robinson auto. Next, we're going to go with Tyler. I'm going to match Vince here. I'm going to go with the Jackie Robinson auto as well. Tyler risking Ooh. a negative going with Jackie. Did you did you get in contact with Eric on that? Or you're, you're going out no, on the limb I'm, I'm going rogue yourself. on that one. <laughs> okay, All right. Next is John Drummond. Oh, boy. By the way, I actually won one last week, which you won't believe, yes. but I did. Oh, John nice. Did Congrats. Way to go. Oh, I believe it was a miracle, a big upset. But oh. I'm always going to be the man. There she is again. Robinson, you thought I'd pick Cy Young, but, but I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I like that 35 World Series Detroit and the Cubs. Of course, maybe I'm thinking locally that that would be the best deal, but I'm still going with that World Series thing at 1935. Okay. And now the first place, Nancy Huggins. <laughs> well, I'm glad that John's not going with the uh, white stockings because I am. Oh, Ooh. Nancy Huggins going with the white oh. stockings. All right. So here's the order. The lowest price of any of the items, there was a tie of two items. First one, the 1985 NBA All-Star Saturday Full ticket from MJ's first slam dunk contest, $1,600. I mean, not bad at all for a no. ticket. Tied with that, 
Jackie Robinson. Oh, well, <laughs> well, Vince, I'd, you don't I'd lose I'd still rather anything. have the Jackie Robinson auto, so, you know. But the going okay. rogue Tyler, <laughs> maybe, Tyler, you'll have better luck with the Clippers. <laughs> <laughs> so Ky- Tyler loses a point. Second best item. 1935 World Series lot of nine that John Drummond picked. And sorry, gentlemen, oh, but man. Nancy Huggins wins again. There That's she goes again. Be, you guys are going to have nightmares <laughs> with Nancy Huggins wins again. That's fixed right. in here, I think. I don't know. Something's going on, John. <laughs> Listen to the grumblings. <laughs> okay, so here's the totals now. Nancy has eight. John has five. The Tyler Eric combo has four, and Vince has three. So the guys are tightening up, and Nancy's yep. pulling away. Pulling so away, yeah. Congratulations, <laughs> Nancy Huggins. Thank you. Something told me I needed to call in from Asheville, North Carolina. Well, it was worth it. Once again, you are correct. So yeah, <laughs> thanks okay. for calling, Nancy. Have a good rest of your vacation. Thank you. Take care, everybody. Okay. And John Drummond, once again, great story about the old Bears potential move. That's good background for what they're doing right now. Sure. And now we're also, we're coming up to a short break here. The number is 312-332-3776, or you can tweet a picture of an item. T-Crown Tom is my Twitter ID, and if I use it on the show, you're going to get in a drawing. We're going to give away a prize. We'll do the drawing. I, I think by the end, by next Saturday, for sure, we'll know the winner of the Clippers and uh, Phoenix, Suns yeah. playoff. So the winner of that, if the Suns win, I win. And if the Clippers win, Tyler wins. But we'll still do a different prize for the listeners. So hang in there, folks. Sounds we'll good. be right back. Now back to Sports Collecting with Tom Morgan. Sponsored by ERCDelivery.com and Huggins and Scott Auctions on ESPN 1000 and ESPNChicago.com. Welcome back. I'm Tom Morgan with Vince Pelletti of ERC Delivery, Bill Huggins of Huggins and Scott Auctions, and our producer, Tyler Aki. We're on till late talking about sports collectibles. We got a lot on the plate here, so we're going to get right into it. We have waiting patiently on the line with a question for us is Brian from Jefferson Park. Thanks for waiting, Brian. What do you have? What's going on, guys? Good morning. Um, I just got back my uh, PSA 6, Wayne Gretzky in 79. And not a question necessarily about the card, but more about the market. What do you guys think about the bubble? you think this is going to pop because of all the resellers jumping in in the past like year and a half or so? And do you think it's going to be formidable to hold on to something like that? You know, a okay. mid-grade five, six, or seven. I, I think the bubble is kind of already pretty much burst. Like I said about a month, month and a half ago, it the bubble hadn't burst, but there was a slow leak. And it's just been leaking a little. It's, but it the market's still real good. So, I mean, from a collector's standpoint, I don't really care. Like, cards like a Gretzky rookie, I wouldn't be planning on selling it now anyway. I, I would be keeping that long term, but for people who want to sell it, you're going to have to decide yourself if the market on a six right now is what you think is worth selling, then sell it. But uh, is yours a Tops or an Opeachy? 
I guess he's not with us anymore. Sorry, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I dropped the phone right there. It's the tops. I got the tops. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's so much better than the price was a few years ago. I mean, you'd be doing great with it if you sold it now, but will it do better or worse? I think a lot of the people that have gotten into it during COVID, you're going to see some people that you knew there would be some people that would be in it for a while and then just get right out. But I think we've added a lot of new collectors who will probably be part of it now long term. So I don't think it's a I don't think it's a bleak outlook for collecting at all. I think it's picked up new customers. People before COVID were doing real well with our yep, collections yep, and everything. Yep. It's not like <laughs> collecting started at the start of COVID. There's there was a really good market. Everything's good. I don't see any of the people that were in it before and kept stuff getting out of it. I mean, things gosh, I mean, come on. I mean, do you, do you, what, what's your opinion on all that, Bill Huggins? Well, I'll tell you, um, Matt keeps track of the new people who sign up for our uh, for our auction, and he says we're getting eight to fifteen people a day to sign up. Wow! Oh, I mean, that's great. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, our last two auctions have both set records for the number of total different people who placed a bid and the total number of bids placed in the auction. So, so awesome. this is, this is for people who want to know about the bubble, the Huggins and Scott summer auction has all kinds of newer cards, unopened items, vintage stuff, vintage rookies, watch and see what those prices do. I have a feeling they're going to be very strong, very strong. Yep. Maybe not what it would have been end of February, but I think it's going to, I think it's going to be really good. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Nobody knows for sure. Nobody can predict the future for sure. I always tell people, collect what you like. If things go up, great. You might not want to sell it anyway. If they go down, oh, well, you got it. Yep. You, you know, got what cool, you like. Yep. Cool collection. Similar yep. to like a painting. That's what you would do. Now, here's one that I uh, I got tweeted to my attention earlier in the week that was that was awesome. BG from Twitter uh, sent me pictures. He got a, a Traveler's Championship golf flag 2021 signed by, I could see Bryson DeChambeau was one of the signatures. The other signature was kind of scribbled. And I said, that's not DeChambeau and Kepka, is it? Because they've got that big oh, feud yeah, going they, right they now. They don't like each other. And he they said, it is. Other. It's the two of them. <laughs> cool. So cool. then I said to him, I wonder who signed Signed first, exactly. I just, yeah. yeah. And he said that Bryson signed second, and he's not sure if he could even tell. Like, the easier one to tell is the DeChambeau signature. He's not sure if he could even tell who had signed it, or if he did, he was already half right, right, signing right, his right. thing before he signed wow. it. But that's a great item, especially <laughs> if that continues yep, as yep. a feud i think it's actually kind of good for golf it is it is absolutely <laughs> did, you, Vince, absolutely. did you see that video of where uh kept is being interviewed after, and dechambeau starts yeah, walking in yeah and the way it stopped and i think i think millions of yes, people saw yes, that that yes, was that was awesome yes. the look at you can't make up that look of disgust nope. on kept face for sure so yeah sure. that was neat. It's a lot of fun to watch
so we'll put BG from Twitter in the drawing, and we got some more here. Let's see now. Let's go. We already put in Mr. Umpire. <laughs> These names <laughs> from, from Twitter are awesome. Okay, here's another one. Uh, John A.B. from Twitter says, where do you see the value of in-person autographs going now with COVID being a reason more won't sign? Enjoy the show. I, I don't think it's going to have that much of a long-term effect. Once again, on in-person autographs, you're typically paying more for a big name to sign it than the value of the item. Typically, you're doing that more because you want it to keep it. But I think they should remain about the same. I, I don't see a big change in in that one at all. And then, uh, okay, Mr. Umpire is going to send some pictures of his thing. Here's, you know, Tom, the only thing you really need to kind of worry about a lot of people who get in-person autographs is where was the athlete when he signed it? A lot of times when they're at shows, they're sitting down at a desk. Yeah. And so it's easy for them to sign, whereas sometimes if you catch them in a, a bar or a restaurant or walking or something, sometimes their autographs are just not the same as if they're sitting at a desk signing a ball or a photo or something like that. And Sometimes, even though you saw the guy sign it, it's inconsistent with the signatures that the authenticating companies have on file. And they, they're not saying it's no good, but they're just saying it's, they can't it's inconsistent and they may yeah. not be able to authenticate it. So. so those are the type of things, if that happens, then you do a buy it now best offer on Twitter. Say I saw this signed in person, guarantee it's authentic, but he was on the move and it, it doesn't yeah, look right, like a real right. one. But and you're the only, the only person who can do that is the person who actually saw the guy sign it. it you know, so you would be able to do that. Now, here's Cal from Twitter says, is it better to get cards graded for resale value or as is? Most of my collection is early 90s mass production basketball cards. I do have some late 80s, but curious about grading. I always recommend to people... You can get anything graded that you want, but you don't want to overspend for the grading. I think a good way to look at it, look at sold items of nines, not tens. Look at nines. Yeah. If your card is well-centered, number one, if it's if it's way off-centered, don't compare to a nine because it won't get it. Mm -hmm. But if it's well-centered and sharp, and see how the difference in sold value, not ask value, but sold value is between a nine and an ungraded of the same card. And if it's more to the point that it justifies whatever your grading cost is going to be, then value-wise it's good. But a lot of the basketball cards or especially the common cards from that time frame, even if you get a 10, they're not going to sell for really that much, a lot of them, at least not right at the moment. So it's up to the individual. What do you want to get graded? What do you want to sell? But I think part of the problem from the grading companies being overwhelmed through COVID is people were sending in stuff that really, it was kind of a waste to get yeah. graded. Yep. And, yep. and a lot of the newer people thought that when you open something out of a pack, it's automatically a 10 and it's not, I mean, no. I, then there would be no reason to grade things almost. Cause if there were that, that many tens, so that's my suggestion on that one. I guess you can, anybody can do whatever they want with that stuff, but that's, that's my suggestion. 
And I, 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 it's worked pretty well for me if I look at the nine price on the newer stuff. Now, vintage stuff, if you have Hall of Famers from the 60s and older, especially guys like Mantle and Mays and the, Ted Williams, the Aaron, the big name guys, it, it, and you don't, you're not in a hurry to get it back. You can get more of those graded, and it's worth it. It's worth it just for keeping. And if nothing else, it keeps them in that uh, grade where it grade, preserves yep. it in yep. that grade. So we're already up at the end of another show. Time goes here, by man. so fast here. <laughs> Time warp bad. in Naperville. <laughs> <laughs> so don't forget now, check out HugginsAndScott.com. And they've got all kinds of items on there. The auction bid, bidding begins for the summer auction, I think, July 23rd. So keep an eye on things get added all the time. Keep an eye on what you might want to bid on. I actually have a page that listeners and other customers, items that they brought into me or that I that went through me to go to Huggins and Scott on the tcrowntom.com Huggins and Scott page. You can click on the photo and it takes you to the auction page. Great stuff. Very cool. Technology. And then ERC delivery. Don't forget Vince's great on-demand delivery company. Thanks again, Tyler. Stay tuned for The Odds Couple, and have a great week.